the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast on this money making Monday. Sound like a DJ. Uh, Monday, you know, it's like uh, three o'clock in the afternoon where I'm sitting, and uh, we're going to do a little NFL talk because that's what we do here. LA hosting the Super Bowl, the Rams. That's been a success. Uh, The quarterback trade market, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray scrubbing his Instagram. Drama queen, Nick Casario, hires Lovey Smith. Come on, man. That that one, I I just, I don't get that one. Vegas, another guy arrested. What are we doing? We just, Vegas and the NFL, what the stadium is badass. The stadium is awesome. Some of these guys are struggling to function. Uh, you know, whether they're the Raiders, guys coming in for the Pro Bowl. Uh, it, it's been the maturity and the young men with some cash are getting into a little trouble. Some obviously worse than others. But make sure you subscribe. If you listen through Colin's feed, the 3 and Out podcast, I need you to go subscribe to the 3 and Out podcast. Greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, share it with your friends. We're big into grassroots, grassroots movements here. Uh... Also, going to need more of your Middlecoff mailbag questions. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. So I need you to slide up into those direct messages. Ask me a question. Because uh, this week will be good because we got stucky for the weekend with some Super Bowl stuff. But starting next weekend, we're going to move Friday's mailbag to the weekend. You know, spread out the content a little bit and keep it rolling. So at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide in. Obviously, the Go Low podcast coming out every Wednesday if you like golf. Waste management this week doesn't suck in uh, Scottsdale. And uh, obviously a lot of football talk, so let's dive in. Well, Super Bowl week is finally here in Los Angeles at the house that Kroenke paid $6 billion for. And we'll get into the game probably deep on uh, on Friday. Just some of the major storylines as the week plays out. I mean, I think we already know what it is. Stafford, Burrow, McVeigh. But, you know, I... I got to take an L on something because when the NFL moved back to Los Angeles 
whatever it was now six years ago. I thought it was a. I thought it was dumb. I, I didn't think it made that much sense, uh, and I, I was wrong. I, I really was. Now they've benefited from several things, which we'll dive into. But one, just having been there a month ago, that place is remarkable. It's just magnificent. It's stunning. So the building itself is going to draw people just by itself. But I think one thing I got to give the NFL a lot of credit on, because I think it's easy when you're having a lot of success. And they started, you know, six years ago, they were separating from the pack, right? Baseball was dying. Basketball, I, I don't think it quite fallen off a cliff yet, but it was clear there was a gap between the NFL and just and every other sport. Oh, a wide gap. And that gap has only widened since. But the NFL, you're either growing or dying. And I think any successful business at any level is always looking to push the envelope, is always looking forward, not looking behind. And I think sometimes as human beings, we get caught up like, how can we just maintain this? And in the sport of football, anyone that's been around it knows coaches don't think like that. Anyone that's been around a successful businessman or or a company knows they don't think like that. And the NFL wanted in on the second biggest market in America. They knew they had to be back. And they were lucky that Stan Kroenke, one of their richest owners, wanted to move back. Now, granted, he owned a team in Missouri that was stolen from Los Angeles, but also had the cash because out here it's very, very expensive to do this. As I said, it cost him $6 billion. But it's it's been a home run. It's been a walk-off grand slam. Now, they have some things worked in their favor. First and foremost would be football in L.A. It's always been a college town. A lot of people, especially the power brokers, just a large percentage of people, went to USC or UCLA. And those programs, since the Rams moved back, have sucked. USC has been irrelevant. UCLA, you know, I mean, they got to be really, really good to move the needle. And both of them are way down. And then the NFL, the popularity of it, naturally, you put a good team there, which the Rams immediately became good. Here's the other thing. The Rams kind of operated with the mindset that the NFL had. Bold, you know, was were not scared to take risks. Think of what they did. They hired a 31-year-old, kind of a heartthrob, but it turns out the guy's a star head coach, Sean McVay. Like, can you imagine if they would have hired some 60-year-old meathead? I don't think it works. But they hired this young guy with beautiful fiance who's immediately kicking everyone's ass. Now he's going back to a second Super Bowl in whatever, five years. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. And they have operated a lot like you would have to operate to gain the attention of people out here. One, they've been very, very aggressive in every move they've made. And not every move they've made is correct. But over the last couple of years, trading for Jalen Ramsey, trading for Vaughn Miller, trading for Matt Stafford. They've, they've kind of operated like the Yankees. I, I know where I live in the Bay Area now that this it's, an important rivalry is brewing. The Bay Area versus LA. We have it Giants-Dodgers, one of the biggest in America. But in football, it didn't quite feel right. But then now that you got Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, they just played each other in the NFC Championship. It feels like LA football is a legitimate thing. And the reality is that the NFL is so big that if you put it somewhere and the team is good, it will immediately be important. And I would say the place that it would be hard to really penetrate would be Los Angeles. But I I read today that the NFC Championship game was the highest rated game in LA for any sporting event since Game 7, the LA Lakers, uh, against the Boston Celtics, whatever, a decade ago. Think about that. Now, are the Rams going to be the Dodgers or the Lakers? They don't have the history. And they also disappeared for 20 years. But here's what they can do. When you are the biggest sport and your team is going to Super Bowls. Now, they got to win it probably to really go to another level, which I do think they're going to win. They're a four-point favorite. I'm going to put a lot of money on the Rams. They've gained a lot of market share in a short period of time. And you can tell me all these LA people, you know, the Rams aren't... The Rams matter the most. Check the television ratings. I, I just went to the game. I mean, that place is just... It really is spectacular. And the NFL deserves a lot of credit because as, as a guy that spent... 35 of his 37 years in California, I thought it was moronic. And they hit a home run. And now the Super Bowl is going to be the most expensive Super Bowl in the history of the league. Now, part of that is just the California inflation, a lot of different factors, the amount of money in Los Angeles, the celebrity town. But I, I think this L.A. football thing 
has been pretty cool. I haven't even mentioned the Chargers, who have one of the better young star quarterbacks in the entire league. So I, I'm just excited to watch this game, even though, I'll be honest, the, the Bengals, not that Joe Burrow doesn't do it for me, because he does. He might be like the next Joe Montana. And the one thing that gives me pause betting on the Rams is Joe Burrow. Period, point blank. No one else. Not even Jamar Chase. Just Joe Burrow. He, he keeps me up at night as a gambler. But, you know, the, the brand, the Bengals, I mean, it mattered in the 80s. It really hasn't mattered for the last 30 years. And I'm not trying to talk shit, Bengal fans. Uh, but, you know, I had my heart set on the Chiefs or the Bills. And then we got the Bengals. But you might shut us all up. You win at one point in time. We were saying the same thing about the Brady-Belichick Patriots back in 2001. Maybe you guys become a dynasty. Who knows? Maybe Joe Burrow is that special. But he's going to get to do it in L.A., which will probably be... We'll see. I don't know if it'll be the highest rated Super Bowl ever just because of the Bengals, but uh, only time will tell. Another big story today was that Kyler Murray uh, scrubbed his Instagram and I think Twitter account, but definitely his Instagram. Now, I, I it's hard for me to like psychoanalyze people on social media. Personally, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Uh, I, I, I detest Twitter. Uh, I, I enjoy Instagram, but I, I try to keep a, a fair distance. Now, doing what I do for a living, you know, you kind of got to have a presence. I, I do think it's pretty overrated, but especially Twitter. I mean, a small percentage of society's on it. Now, Instagram, owned by Facebook, many more people are on that. I understand its value. I actually just enjoy Instagram a lot more. But I, I'll say this about Kyler Murray. There is a vibe with him that he's like, he's an individual in a team game. And I started watching Man in the Arena, uh, Tom Brady's ESPN Plus. It's awesome. I mean, I, I I watched two episodes. It's raw. It's authentic. It feels very anti ESPN. He's drop he's dropping f bombs. It feels like he's just being a normal human, just kind of uh, you know documenting his career. You know, talking about different situations. It's 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 freaking awesome. But one thing that Tom really hammers home and all of the guys, I, I'm only early in the career, you know, Rodney Harrison's, the Teddy Bruskies, a lot of those guys are talking. It was all about the team. And it was never about Tom's celebrity. It was never about him, the individual. And part of that was what Tom, it, one thing when you start reading and watching these documentaries on like Joe Montana and Tom, you understand why they were so successful. Because the way they were raised football-wise at their colleges kind of embedded their football philosophies as an individual the rest of their life and how team came first, especially with Brady. And I think when you look at Kyler Murray, like Kyler was drafted top 10 for baseball because he was this elite talent. He transferred away from Texas A&M. He kind of has this individual vibe, like NBA, Major League Baseball. Let's face it, those two brands, if you play professional baseball or you play in the NBA, it's really about you first. Like, it's what can I do first? You've seen it right now with James Harden and all that drama. Baseball is basically an individual game played with nine people. But football is the ultimate team game. And being the quarterback is the ultimate team position because literally everyone's looking at you. You set the tone for the organization. And his talent, I've said over and over, he is a freak show. Now, he's tiny, but his physical gifts of speed, arm strength, accuracy are awesome. Now, I do think he has some just inherent struggles within the pocket not being able to see, which is understandable when you're five foot nine. But there's just this vibe with him that it's, you know, I just, I get a weird vibe. I just, I hate his body language as a player. And body language, and one thing, I have so many Brady things going on right now. I'm watching this documentary. I'm listening to It's Better to Be Feared. And one thing that happened early on in his career, I think like after 2 because they won the Super Bowl and then they missed the playoffs. And one thing I think Belichick or McDaniels or Weiss, they did a big cut up on Tom. And they showed it to him, I think, in the offseason about after bad plays, his body language and how shitty his body language was and how his body language, you know, was something that rubbed off on the teammates. Because again, every single person is looking at you. And Kyler Murray's body language is the worst in the league for any for any really good player. Uh, and you do stuff like this, and again, I'm sure they'll come out and be like, "We're just doing, a, we're just taking it down to start a new media campaign or some bullshit." It's just always something. Look, look at the Super Bowl: two number one overall picks, Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow. Do you know what I like in my number one overall pick at quarterback? Zero drama. That I never, ever, ever 
have to think about anything weird going on. They are the last person that I have to worry about. They are the most coachable guy on my team, and they're the most natural leaders. Now, if you think about Burrow and Stafford, they've kind of taken, you know, taken, you know, much different paths to where we're at, right? He goes to the Lions, and Stafford was just, for whatever reason, wasn't good enough. Coaching situation, I don't know. We can make all the excuses we want. They didn't consistently win. They were a disaster. But he always handled himself like a pro. And he was always widely respected by his teammates and people in the league and was considered a leader. And Joe Burrow is just like this magical, you know, perfect football player placed in the NFL, right? Great guy, great demeanor, positive vibes. Everyone loves him. He's just perfect. They, you know, Joe Burrow literally checks every single box that you would want a number one overall pick, right? Great player, great person, the whole total package. Stafford had some holes, but I think had a lot more boxes checked than not. And you see he's in a good situation now and he's thriving. Kyler Murray's kind of been weird from the jump. It just kind of worked because it was like, oh, Cliff and his offense. And now it's just all this shit. It really is. It's just one thing after another. Like I've said it before, I'm out on the guy. I'm out on the guy. Not because I don't think he can play, but just this stuff. And the one thing about Michael Bidwell, who hasn't you know been in charge that long, think about the two-star quarterbacks that he's seen over the last 15 years. Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer, character and just drama zero, and then Carson Palmer. So he's seen what a star max quarterback looks like and the way you should act. Think about this. This offseason, it's been widely reported, one thing that the Arizona Cardinals thought that they lacked was leadership. Even though they had the number one overall player, you know, drafted several years ago, a quarterback. Can you imagine the Bengals this offseason saying, you know what we need more of? Leadership. <laughs> no, that's that's Joe Burrow's job. He's the leader of the squad. Like, that, that, he sets the tone. But the, the, the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, actively thought that this offseason. Because... Kyler's not a leader. Like, the evidence is in. We've seen that. Now, the question is, is he a good enough player to overcome that? What we saw at the end of the season, no chance. (laughs) Like, that ain't good enough. Not when you're expecting, and maybe he's bitter right now because they're not going to give him some enormous contract. Lamar Jackson hasn't got paid yet. And Lamar Jackson has checked a lot more boxes of of drama-free and just way more success than this guy. So, I, I think the Cardinals are in kind of a precarious situation. I said it. Several weeks ago when they got their ass kicked in the first round. You could fire everybody, right? Because what are you doing? What's going to change? I was just texting with someone earlier today. Like, the Cardinals are coming back to earth next year. Because I assume now these guys are all coming back. But now they're going to be in a position where they pick up his fifth-year option. He plays his fourth year. He'll make some plays. But then, like always, because he's really small, will probably get banged up as the season goes on and then not be as good. And, you know, they'll either, you know, make the playoffs as a wild card or just miss it. And we'll be like, oh, the talented team. Maybe next year is the year. It's always going to be one of those things. Next year is the year. I'm out. I've been out on the Cardinals. I'm definitely out on just this whole drama situation. I don't do drama with my quarterbacks. I can do drama with a star wide receiver. I can do drama with my defensive end. I can do drama with basically every other position besides offensive lineman. I don't want to worry about either unless you're a star left tackle. But my quarterback, you should be the last guy I'm thinking about. Anything you're doing. And, and I think the problem for Kyler too is in the NFL right now, think about the quarterbacks all throughout the league. The young ones. They're like perfect. The, the only blemish on Mahomes is his family. It's always like, Patrick's just too good of a guy. His, his fiance and his brother, man. Herbert, perfect. Lamar, perfect. Nobody cares, work harder. That's literally his motto. Josh Allen, perfect. I mean, none of these guys cause any issues. And, and literally all their teams go, they're the leader of the team. And all of them are leader of the team by like their second year. Yet when the Cardinals are like, we need to bring in leaders. Let's go get JJ. Let's go get AJ Green. Like if these, if these teams, you know, if the Chargers or the even the Bengals or the, the Chiefs are going to bring in a player. It's because we need more talent, not because we need someone to set the tone for our organization. Our, our star quarterback does that. And if your star quarterback is not going to do it, and listen, there'll probably never be a Brady again, but Brady did set the tone of like, your best player, who in this modern day NFL is just going to be your quarterback if you're a good team, has to set the tone for the entire organization. Not from just an on-the-field work ethic standpoint, but from a character standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from just an everyday life standpoint. And I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see it. 
FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. To celebrate, new customers can bet five bucks and win 280 in cash on either team to win. But you got to use the promo code Colin when registering. That's right. You'll get winnings in cold hard cash because we know cash is always better than free bets. You'll love FanDuel Sportsbook. Also, by the way, FanDuel Sportsbook now live in Louisiana. Tons of Super Bowl props. Same game parlays are great. Combine small bets for bigger wins. Again, don't miss your chance. Five bucks into 280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Uh, the other thing is I, the Senior Bowl happened. Albert Breer talked to some like AFC and NFC uh, college directors, and they reiterated things that we already know. This is a terrible quarterback draft. And I've said over and over, like I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be any good. I, I think he's a major project. But... Trey Lance, assuming he just would have had a good season at North Dakota State this year, 
would have easily been the number one overall pick in this draft. I don't even think it would have been a question. Well, the Senior Bowl happened and all these guys went. And this quote really stood out to me. I don't think there is an above average starter in this group. So last year where there were five quarterbacks, and we don't know if they're all going to be good. I mean, Trey Lance hasn't played. Mac Jones somehow made the Pro Bowl, but is the least talented of the group. Fields needs a lot of work, and now he's got a coach. Who knows if he knows what he's doing? Trevor Lawrence might be saved because Doug's there, and the Jets just, they got a lot of issues too. But Zach Wilson does have some talent. Where you look at this group, like physically, there aren't that many. The, The one physically gifted guy is a project's project is like a year away from being a year away, and that's the Liberty guy, Willis. So when you look at the quarterback trade market, you got two guys that stand out like a sore thumb because they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. If we assume that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Denver Broncos, and I saw before I got, he's the betting, you know, the betting odds for him to go to Denver already are you have to bet $150 to win 100, minus 150. So it's no longer, he his... It's an underdog for him to stay in Green Bay. I've been saying it for a while. He's gone. It's over. And Russell Wilson, like, I, I, he's going to try to play it like, I'm this good guy. I love Seattle. But the whispers are coming. You can already feel the wind blowing. Now, Seattle doesn't have to trade him. Say it over and over. This is not the National Basketball Association. The moment you say you want to get traded, I give Daryl Morey credit. He hasn't cracked. But every other GM immediately trades a guy when they're like, I want out. They're like, okay, we'll let you go. That's not how the NFL works. And to me, if I'm John Schneider, I'm not trading the best player in the history of my franchise unless Russell can make it really weird. Now, I think he's shown that he's hesitant to do that because he's so consumed with being loved, especially like on social media. He doesn't want to be the bad guy. But I I still think that maybe he puts his agent on it. He dipped his toes in it last year. And if he became available, teams would be lined up. The Giants, the Eagles, I think those two teams would be throwing first-rounders at John Snyder faster than your head could spin. And they both, obviously the Giants have two top-ten picks. The Eagles got three picks. There would be enormous offers. But I think Snyder would come back like, well, who's going to play quarterback for us? Eagles would be like, uh, Jalen Hurts. The Giants would be like, Daniel Jones, take him. Uh, but we'll see. I, you know, I think there's a decent chance that he doesn't move. So you look at the quarterback trade market, you know, I, I, is Jimmy Garoppolo, if, if these guys, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, like that's the only place he wants to go, because there's been some rumors last week about Tennessee. I thought Colin had a, I saw he had a take this weekend about Mike Vrabel and Aaron probably wouldn't work. I saw John Robinson. I don't know who he said this to, but like, reiterated that Tannehill was his guy. Tannehill's dead cap number is almost $60 million. Now, if they were to trade him, it's like $30 million, But who's really trading for Tannehill? But if Aaron Rodgers wanted to go there and they wanted him, I do think they could find a taker for Ryan Tannehill. It's just would they want $28 million in dead cap and a $200 million cap? Like You're talking over 10% of your cap would just be sitting there for Ryan Tannehill. Be kind of stupid, especially when you were just the number one overall seed. Now, the question is, can you win playoff games with Ryan that's a question that I, I don't have the answer to. I would lean probably no, but I know he's won it before, but that was with Derrick Henry running for like 700 yards. The court, the, some of these, uh, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded. Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky. I think you're going to see some names and go, they signed who for what? Because no one's going to want to draft any of these guys. And no one in the first round is going to bank like, I'm going to get this guy and he's going to be my starting quarterback. Like it happened last year. And that was a huge kind of domino effect is these teams, especially high in the draft, but even the Bears and the Patriots, they knew that push came to shove. They had a pretty good chance drafting a quarterback. And I don't think that's the case this year, clearly just based on the talent coming up also. When you see some of these teams, are you better off just signing Mariota to a year, trading a fourth-round pick, just having Jimmy on your roster for $20 million, and seeing the quarterbacks next year? Because, now, physically, the guys aren't, I wouldn't call freak shows, but C.J. Stroud is a really good player. I mean, the guy throws a beautiful ball, and he's going to be a top-five pick. Bryce Young, small, but absolute baller. He's like a skinny Russell Wilson. So, just based on sitting on my couch watching college football, like there's two guys that are going, feels like locks to be top. You know, we'll see Bryce. I could see him get nitpicked because he's small. Probably top five picks though. It's just the nature of the position. But this year in the draft is going, it's just basic supply and demand, right? The, the supply just isn't there. And the demand is really high. 
So these quarterbacks that are already in the league, the Mariotas, obviously the Jimmy Garoppolo's, the, the Trubisky, I'm telling you, I could see Trubisky, someone giving him like one year, $12 million. People are like, what are we doing? It's just the nature of the, of the business when there isn't a great draft crop. Other breaking news today. I don't know if it's officially official, but the Houston Texans have hired Lovey Smith. Now, I've said for a while that, you know, I think when you work for Belichick, now Casario worked for Belichick for almost 20 years. You know, listening to this book, you, you forget like Mangini. Now, Mangini was with him for a little bit in Cleveland, but their time in the, with the Patriots, Mangini, Josh, Romeo, Weiss, all those guys left in the 2000s. Casario was there in the early 2000s and didn't leave till a couple years ago. And really, once Pioli left to the Kansas City Chiefs, Casario was like his right-hand guy. And I've heard enough about Casario. I've said for a while, like, he's a little stiff for my taste, but doing a little background on him, he's really, really intelligent. He's a football guy. He knows his shit. But I think there are a lot of guys in the NFL, and definitely I even think some owners, that, like, understand how important the position is. And Casario literally had a front row seat to the greatest coach of all time. So you can be the greatest GM in the history of GMs. You can be Bill Paulian mixed with Bill Walsh mixed with, you know, who I don't even know, Ron Wolf. And if you don't have a good coach, you are not going to win in the NFL. I don't care if you're on the headsets during the game. I don't care if you're dictating the 53-man lineup. I don't care if you draw plays during the week for the game plan. You need the head coach to be legit. You cannot win consistently in the NFL with an average head coach. And I understood last year the job was toxic. They couldn't get anyone to take him. So when David Culley was hired, it was clear that it was going to be short-term. It was why it was so disingenuous when everyone was shitting on them for firing him. He never should have been a head coach in the first place. And I understand even this year, it becomes a little like, what should we do? Who should we hire? Is the job still kind of toxic? Clearly, they wanted to hire Josh McCown. And I think like the notion that just because he's never coached a day in his life that he couldn't do it, to me, is kind of stupid. I would say quarterbacks are kind of in unique positions. They are a huge part of the game plan literally every week. Backup quarterbacks even more. They are working hand-in-hand with the coaches and the starting quarterbacks. So the offensive play caller and the starting quarterback. You would say the starting quarterback is the most important guy on the field. So this guy, in the league for over a decade, unique perspective. But it does feel like they wanted to hire him. And it would have been universally shit on. Why do they care? Why does it matter? What does negative PR even mean? If they wanted to hire Josh McCown, they should have just done it, double middle fingers up, and see what happens. Instead, that it feels like they got, you know, pushed into a corner and hired a guy, as someone told me today, who was going to retire once they fired from Tampa. Because remember, Dirk Cutter was going to leave, but they wanted Cutter to stay with Jameis. So they essentially fired Lovey to elevate Cutter. Lovey was going to retire, but then the AD at Illinois offered him like $5 million a year. A complete mail-in job. Just got paid. And I was actually a little shocked that he even coached for the Texans last year. But again, money talks, shit walks. And to now make him the head coach, to me, in 2022, in a quarterback league, seems pretty nuts. When it was clear they wanted to hire McCown. But the public pressure, which, what does that mean? Like, Twitter's going to rip you? Some fucking news channels locally are going to rip you that 75,000 people are watching? Like, this isn't 1997. We're not all watching the same thing. There's a lot of noise. Who cares? Casario literally came from a place where there was so much noise around the Patriots for two decades, and they were able to kind of cancel it all out. Isn't that the sport of football? If you truly want to do something, You only get this opportunity, especially if it's going to go poorly, potentially once. Look at Scott Pioli. In Kansas City, Scott Pioli was several times executive of the year. Everyone had a high opinion of him. Belichick like taught him the secret sauce. Then he goes to Kansas City and clearly acted like an asshole like a lot of the Belichick guys did. He did that famous thing where he left the Snickers wrapper in the stairwell. But you know what his downfall was? He hired Todd Haley and Romeo Cornell. Might have been vice, might have been the opposite. Romeo Cornell, then Todd Haley, whatever. Those were his head coaches. Of course he didn't keep a job, right? Look at the guy that came in next. Andy Reid, been there ever since, thriving, winning a bunch of games. 
You are only as good as an executive. You can get by in baseball. You can't. Farhan Zaidi, Friedman, Cashman. I mean, I, I think Aaron Boone's a nice guy. He ain't doing anything. Dave Roberts, again, nice guy. He doesn't dictate the lineup. The front office runs the whole thing. And you can go to the playoffs every year. You can win 100 games. They're the ones setting the lineup. They're the one telling you when to pull pitchers out. Happens in basketball. A lot of these GMs tell the team and tell the coaching staff exactly how to operate. That's not really how it works in football. And even if you try to do that, you will. it won't succeed. Like even the Eagles, who are a very front office heavy team. Look at what Sirianni did. He like changed his offense in October this year. And that was a big reason they became so run heavy. They stopped putting it all on Jalen's shoulders because he's not that good of a thrower. And they ended up in the playoffs. So you hire a guy, Lovey Smith, who hasn't, you know, mailed it in for the last five years. I, I think it's nuts because, especially because they did not want to hire him. They wanted to hire the other guy. Now, do I, would Josh have been, Josh could have failed too, but at least fail with what you want to do. Don't be scared of this reaction. I, I just, what the fuck is a reaction? I don't even know what that means. Like Albert Breer's going to rip you. Peter King's going to write an article. What does that mean anything? If you start, you know, five and three, everyone will celebrate you. The only thing that matters is winning games. That's the only thing that matters. Because the moment you start winning games, everyone will forget about all the BS. And, and right now in the offseason, that's when all the fluff and the BS. So I, I, I just think that Casario now, I mean, obviously, Lovey is a lot higher level. He's been a head coach, you know, several times. Uh than David Cully, who was never going to be an NFL head coach. So I'm not saying this is like David Cully 2.0, but in a quarterback league, when you got a rookie, or I guess he's going to be a second year guy, and you wanted to hire this offensive quarterback coach, but it feels like you got bullied out of it. Man, I just, I I don't love that. Something that happened on uh, Sunday, and uh, it was star Saints running back Alvin Kamara, I thought when the story broke that he went to the club right after the game because it said he got arrested at 5 o'clock. I'm like, damn, this guy, you know, Sunday Funday, which is about half the people in my Instagram are always doing. Uh, I thought, you know, he's just ready for Sunday Funday. He's in Vegas, gets arrested at the club. You know, there, there are not many places Sunday Funday at dinner time you'd be at a club and it'll be popping like Las Vegas. But it turns out it was the night before. He was at a club. There was a fight. They had him on video and they arrested him from what, you know, the way I read it at Allegiant Stadium. So maybe when he was leaving the stadium, whatever, he got arrested as he was going. Now, I love Vegas. I've never been in any trouble in Vegas. I've spent a lot of time in Vegas. I feel very, very at home in Vegas. When I was scouting, basically my home away from home, I would stay in Vegas. It was close to Arizona, it was close to L.A., and it was close to all the Utah schools, which at the time had a lot of players. So I could hit the L.A. schools, the Arizona schools, and the Utah schools. It was kind of, I don't know if it was exactly centrally located, but it was, uh, I, 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 I enjoyed it. But I also was never like, I had to go to a club, I had to screw around, I had to get drunk. I can handle myself there. One thing is clear, that young people in their 20s, it's been a struggle. It has been a big struggle for the NFL since being there. They've had a player that's going to go to prison for like 20 plus years. Like a guy that would have been a star in the NFL. I truly believe that. Henry Ruggs was going to be a unique player for years to come. We're never going to see him again. He's going to go to prison. His life is over. Damon Arnett, who you could argue is a clown or whatever, and they shouldn't have drafted him in the first round. Like He's out of the NFL. Can't stop getting arrested in Las Vegas. And then you see a situation like this. The Raiders had another guy, I think a nickel corner named Nelson, who, you know, technically didn't get a DUI, but was asleep at the wheel because I, I think the, the ignition was off. I mean, he was drunk, uh, asleep in a parking lot. Like, it's been hard. And I was thinking about this with Josh McDaniels. Like, they're going to come in, and clearly the Patriots have a strict way of doing things. And let's face it, he's going to copy the Patriot way and try to draft Patriot players. Though Gruden did some of that too. Like, Bill Belichick would love Hunter Renfro. Bill Belichick would love Max Crosby. Like, they have a lot of, Josh Jacobs, they have a lot of guys that Bill would really like. But I also thought, like, in their younger days, like, Edelman and Gronk get after it a little bit. And you don't have to be just, like, caught with drugs or guns to get in trouble in Vegas. 
What if you just get into a fight? And there, there are clubs. It, it goes 24-7, 365. And some people will be like, Middlecoff, so with New York and Chicago and Miami. Yeah, I think Vegas is a different animal. I, I really do. Now, maybe you could compare it to Miami, but I'd say, well, look at the last 20 plus years in Miami. <clears throat> They've had guys, they haven't won at all. It's hard to keep guys focused. It's hard to keep guys focused in Vegas. And no matter how good of a guy you draft, and I would imagine, you know, character is going to be at a premium for the uh, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler kind of administration. But Henry Ruggs was a good character guy coming out of school. Like people, like he had no red flags. Again, going to prison. That's happening. So I I don't really know how you navigate it. You almost got to keep your fingers crossed because when I think back at some of the Patriot teams, like who's to say that a 23, 24-year-old Rob Gronkowski might not have gotten to a drunk brawl if he had been playing in Vegas instead of New England at 23, 24 years old? Because here's what's going to happen in Vegas. These bars and these clubs that are open 24-7 are clearly paying these guys to come. Now, I'm not saying necessarily about Alvin Kamara, but I I just don't know how you keep avoiding these situations because it's a bad combination, right? You have these young, famous people with a lot of cash that all the happening places are going to want to be at. Like, just, just do the math. You know, obviously the Henry Rugg situation is worst case scenario, but just basic scenarios like Alvin Kamara getting into a fight at a club. Who, who's to say? We've all seen, if you've ever been around, you know, famous people or especially young people, just for as many people that want to come up and get their autograph or picture taken with them, there's always several just dudes full of bravado that want to show like they got the bigger swing and you know what when they walk into the bar. And sometimes they get in these situations that, the guy has nothing to do with. And I, I just wonder, Vegas, the stadium is awesome. It, it pops, it works, it's it's sweet. Game day is badass. The game day is not their problem. It's going to be Monday through Saturday navigating that, <clears throat> especially in the offseason. You only have so many guys that, you know, like a Derek Carr that doesn't drink, right? He's a fa- got a family of six and is not going to go out. Even Hunter Renfro, probably pretty low-key. There are going to be some guys that just, even not troublemakers, that are just going to go out in that environment. We all would if we were 23, 24, 25 with a lot of money and single. And it's, I wouldn't call it a problem, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Okay, we have uh, some breaking news. The New Orleans Saints have, I guess, officially replaced. Replaced feels like a strong word. Have a new coach after Sean Payton. And his name is Dennis Allen. Now, I had a front row seat for a year of Dennis Allen when he was the head coach of the Raiders. Funny story, this radio station that I worked at, which, I mean, shit, it feels like 20 years ago, but we had the Raiders rights. And one year, the boss of the radio station wanted us to have a better relationship with the Raiders. So he took us to the Raiders facility. We all met there. And Dennis Allen was going to speak to all the hosts. And we all sit down in the team room, like where the team would sit down and their head coach would be at the front of the room. And there, you know, couldn't have been more than 15 guys sitting there in this huge room. And we're all sitting in the front row. And Dennis starts this talk. He's just kind of bullshitting, having a good time. My phone goes off. And, you know, the football guy in me, that's pretty embarrassing. You're around a head coach in a, in a serious setting. You know, you don't want your phone to go off. So, you know, I reach to shut it off and I go down to shut it off I actually hit hit accept and I also think I hit speakerphone so all of a sudden you can kind of hear this noise and Dennis is looking around because the phone rang a couple times but I think I I, I don't realize it at the time then all of a sudden I hear John John it's my mom and my mom is echoing throughout the Raiders team room as Dennis Allen is just shaking his head, everyone's laughing at me. Pretty embarrassing. Then Dennis Allen would go 0-4 and, and would be fired before I think they even got to like early October. So he, I think his final career record was like 4-28. and It was a disaster. Now those Raider teams were god-awful. And his last year, they finally got Derek Carr, who started as a rookie, and Khalil Mack. Hard for me to judge him. I know that Sean Payton and the Saints clearly think highly of him. But I don't know, man. I 
you know, in my in my interaction being around him, it feels like. And again, there's nothing wrong with this. I, he was probably making seven figure. I know he was making seven. He was probably making two million dollars a year. You know, I get it. You can't turn down being the head coach, but to me, he's a number two. There's just nothing wrong with being a number two, right? I, Lovey Smith probably can be a number one. Now he's just an average number one. But some guys are really good number twos. They're not number ones. Some guys can be number ones. They're just not really good number ones. The reality is there's only probably 10 good number ones, maybe 12, 13 max. And as you see with the the Eberfluses, the Kevin O'Connells, you know, the Nathaniel Hackett's, who I'm rooting for, UC Davis guy, even Mike McDaniel, who I'm a Dolphins fan now, but a lot of these guys are going to fail. When you just look at this list, it feels like the majority of this crew is going to be on the hot seat by year three. So it just shows you, man. Now, sometimes you never know. There'll be a guy shock you here or there. But for the most part, pretty underwhelming hiring cycle. And, you know, you couldn't have... What are you going to do if Sean Payton retires? Uh, It's been impossible to replace him, especially when you don't have a quarterback. But the NFC South is in shambles. You know, Tom Brady said peace. Sean Payton said peace. So they got, the Saints have no quarterback or coach. I mean, Dennis Allen is their coach, but that's a huge downgrade. The Bucs have no quarterback. The, the Panthers are a train wreck. And the Falcons are just average as the day is long with Matty Ice. So the NFC South, who the NFC West actually plays next season, that could get ugly. That could get very ugly. Assuming Kyler Murray doesn't get traded or anything, you know, maybe he'll put some pictures back on his Instagram by, uh, by the time you're listening to this. But Sean Payton to Dennis Allen. You know, it's like going from Tom Brady to whoever the hell Jason Light's going to go to. You just... <laughs> why football's hard, man. It's why I said Ryan Poles when he made those statements. This league is very, very difficult. So you don't want to get too cocky. You don't want to pound your chest too hard. You can go from the penthouse to the outhouse faster than you can blink. So I guess all I can say to these teams that have new coaches, Godspeed, <laughs> you know, good luck to you. Because... Might be a long fall. You better better draft well. I, I better better hit some home runs in free agency because uh, uphill battle for a lot of you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Middlecoff mailbag time. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up into those DMs. Middlecoff with two Fs. You know, when I started working at Fresno State, they put up my name tag, 1F. I got hired with the Eagles, put up my name tag, 1F. Radio, didn't have an office. Now, if I I need to put up a name tag and spell my name correctly because no one ever gave me the proper respect. Two Fs. Keep a chip on your shoulder, you know? <laughs> uh, let's start. I actually got an email from Scott. What can the Cowboys get back if they put Zeke on the table for a trade? Nothing. I I don't think he's tradable. Uh, with his contract, it's big. I think they have to cut him. And I have to look at the contract if he's even cuttable. But I Zeke's done. You know? I, I think if they cut him, you would see a team like the Ravens or the Chiefs or, you know, a team try to give him like a flyer. But I, I think there's a decent chance he's out of the league pretty quick. Which is crazy. And I'm I'm a I, I have a lot of respect for Zeke as a player. He's my type running back. You know, in his peak, he could run inside, he could run outside, he could pass protect, he catch the ball. Uh, I, I'm, I was a huge fan of his game. He's what I like in a running back. I like a guy that can do everything. It's like Saquon Barkley's not really my cup of tea. He won't pass block. Now he's injured, but I, uh, w- w- when you can't run, man, it's just hard to play football. <laughs> he just lost his explosion. When you're not an expl- like you gotta be, you gotta to me. There's like a mandatory short area quickness to be a good running back. You can't just run guys over. You you can in high school, you can in college, you can in the pros. Uh, justice, big fan, appreciate it. Question for the pod. I didn't need to read that. I just you know scratched myself on the back. I know you like big arm quarterbacks, but I feel like we just have to put Burrow above Josh Allen for going toe-to-toe with Mahomes twice in the season and coming out victorious. Allen has yet to get over the hump, and when the entire world thought the Bengals were done after losing the coin toss, they still found a way to pull it out. Yeah, I mean, if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, got no issue putting him at the top. (laughs) You can put him right there with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Josh Allen threw four touchdowns and was remarkable in that game in Kansas City. Josh Allen, the week before against the the Patriots, made them look like Texas Tech. Josh Allen, the the second time he played New England, Josh Allen, him and Mahomes were, to me, you could argue Josh was the best player the last five or six weeks of the season, including the playoffs. You know, I mean, Burrow, was Burrow that great against the Bengals? Or, I mean, the Titans? Wasn't it all his fault he got sacked a bunch? I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I'm with you. I'm not hating. I would have those guys in the whole little crew. And I think Lamar, Herbert, like I, I think the the star is so bright on these young guys. That's why Kyler, man. <laughs> you can have them. I don't want them. Here's my question. I'm a Ducks fan, thus a Herbert fan. I've been very fascinated with Herbert versus Burrow comparison. I think uh, Herbert, from a pure talent standpoint, is clearly more elite. But Burrow and his intangibles, making it to the Super Bowl in his first full year Healthy has been amazing. I enjoy watching both, but I still would take Herbert over Burrow, considering I think Burrow had to go, uh, had a lot go his way. Tannehill, three picks. Mahomes, ugly second half. I'm curious about your thoughts on the comparison. You know, I think we play this game so much, trying to compare all these quarterbacks. I, I if, if, depends who my coach was. If it was Andy Reid, I would want Herbert. You know, bombs away. If it was Kyle Shanahan, 
I would take Herbert, but I think Burrow would crush it in that offense. So it just, I like, listen, I mean, right now, one guy's in the Super Bowl. He took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. But I think the reason Herbert wasn't in the playoffs because his coach can't help going for it. And then pretending he's the smartest guy in the room when he talks to the media. So if it wasn't for his coach being one of the worst defensive coaches, I mean, their defense was a joke with the Chargers. A joke. Herbert was unreal. He couldn't even make the playoffs. I I can't put that all on him, but I I have to give the nod to Burrow. But if independently in a vacuum, and I could pick my coach, (laughs) give me the big arm guy. And again, that's no shot at Burrow. If Kyle Shanahan's my coach, give me Joe Burrow. If I got Andy Reid, give me Herbert. If I got Belichick, give me McCorkle, who was in the Pro Bowl. Mac Jones was in the Pro Bowl. I actually had this thought today. Josh Allen, uh, my cousin, went to the Pebble Beach tournament, and I was texting with him, and he was, I think, walking around, ran into Josh Allen's family. If Josh Allen doesn't go to the Super Bowl, I don't think he'll ever attend the Pro Bowl if he's ever Pro Bowl eligible. Because if the AT&T Pebble Beach, which I heard he had the time of his life, I don't blame him, I think he's going to go to that every single year over the Pro Bowl. There's a chance that Josh Allen, when his career ends, has like eight, nine Pro Bowls and never attends one. I don't know why he would. Like I said yesterday, why would you attend a Pro Bowl? I don't get it. It's a joke. Now, it's fun. I I wouldn't play in the game, but I don't think Josh Allen will ever go. I think he's either going to go to the Super Bowl. If he doesn't make the Super Bowl and they get bounced in the NFC, AFC Championship, the divisional round, wild card, whatever, I think he's going to Pebble Beach. And he'll just claim rest. Because Josh Allen's like, I need a rest. And he went to Pebble Beach. Played 72 holes of golf. Uh, Niners getting more draft compensation for McDaniel than Jimmy G. McDaniel, whose father is black, they get two third-round picks. Kyle Shanahan is like the modern-day Al Davis. Think of what they're doing. Robert Sala, minority, head coach. Mike McDaniel, minority, like his best friend, boom, head coach. D'Amico Ryans, who Kyle was around, named a defensive coordinator when not a lot of people would have. He, To me, D'Amico, it's hard to ever say a lock with a defensive guy, but he feels like a lock head coach in 2023. Kyle, in, in three years, we'll have three minority coaches as head coaches. The Raiders used to pump their chest like we lead diversity. Well, yeah, in 1985, <laughs> in, in, in 2022... Feels like Kyle's kicking ass and taking names in that department. Kyle is a fantastic, fantastic evaluator of coaches. And then he rehires, or he didn't rehire for the first time. And listen, I was hard on this guy as a head coach. I'll take this guy as an assistant all day long, Anthony Lynn. Fellow bald brother from Chicago, huge fan of the show. I'm going to my first golf tournament next weekend at the Waste Management Open. What are your long shots to watch out for? Any bets you are placing? I'm there for a bachelor party, so got to make it interesting. Also, just wanted to let you know that I always LOL whenever you refer to Tua's pea shooter arm. Pew, pew. (laughs) Uh, I will talk about the waste management and my gambling picks on Go Low. We'll come out Wednesday on this feed. Uh, We're actually just working on some artwork right now. I think it looks pretty good. I I think it looks pretty good. I won uh, $950 last week. Top 10, Pat Perez. No big deal. Had Joel Damon to top five, but he couldn't quite get it done. He T6th. Uh, I played that. I guess I'll talk about it on the uh, on the next podcast. I paid like $300 to play that course last year. It's cool. Nothing too crazy. Little little overvalued, maybe. Uh, been listening to it for a month. Big fan. I'm a diehard Charger fan from San Diego. God, I love San Diego. Staley is awful. Our players love him, though. But how do you have such a terrible defense when he is supposed to be a defensive guy? Will our cheap owner move off him next year if we don't make the playoffs? If you go back-to-back years with Justin Herbert, if they go three straight years with Justin Herbert on a rookie contract and don't make the playoffs, Dean Spano should be forced to sell. He, he really should. He should be forced to sell and only keep half of his capital gains because it was that big of an embarrassment. If they don't make the playoffs this year, Brandon Staley should get demoted back to John Carroll or wherever little school he was from. Because, I mean, we're having legitimate conversations comparing Herbert to Burrow, Herbert to Allen. And even if you guys are picking Burrow, if you have eyes and you like football and you've watched Herbert, you're like, holy moly, this guy looks like John Elway. Yet his head coach, top five quarterback, talked to multiple teams. 
that had this guy graded as the fourth best quarterback. Every team has him as a top five. Some is like fourth best quarterback in the NFL this year. It didn't make the playoffs. Lost to the Raiders. Lost to the Raiders. Whose coach got fired. Whose star receivers going to jail. Who just had random guys everywhere except like five good players. It was crazy. I mean, impressive win by Rich and Derek, but to lose that game. He went for it on his own 18-yard line. Sometimes I just think about that. Brandon Staley on his own 18-yard line. No, not the 18-yard line that would put you in the red zone. On his own 18-yard line, went for it. Oh, in the preseason game? No. Oh, in like a regular season game? No, kind of. It was essentially a playoff game. Winner gets in. Uh, in the in the first quarter? No, in, in the second half. <laughs> what? Maybe it was the first half. I was coming back from the Rams-Niner game. But regardless, in a playoff game, because that's what week that Week 18 game was. Sunday Night Football, playoff game, went for it. How can I ever look at you the same? Don't tell me it's about the process, the analytics. That's the dumbest fucking football play any of us, I repeat, any of us listening have ever seen. Beside like fake punts from Pagano and I'm just saying a real play in a real game, that is insanity. That is nuts. Walsh, John Madden, Al Davis, Paul Brown, rolling over in their graves. Belichick threw up watching that. Even though he probably wasn't watching that, he was watching film of his own team. That is, Say that out loud. I think about that play like once a week. He went for it. He went for it. 88 yards away. 88 yards away. Uh, I was wondering, since you're a former scout, how does one become a scout and his requirement to become one? I think I need to put this on my like YouTube page. Someone told me, because I've, I've answered this question so many times over the years, and some of you guys are newer listeners, some of you are older listeners. One thing I might do in the next couple weeks, maybe an off-season, is just put up a 10-minute video, John Middlecoff's YouTube page. I, I'm not even that active on it. And just have how to become a scout. Or how I became a scout. I mean, there are different paths for everybody, right? I mean, Mean Joe Green's a scout. Hall of Famer, right? I mean, John Middlecoff was a scout, right? Me and Mean Joe Green had the same job. Well, I mean, his job was, I think he was a higher executive, but he used to come through Fresno State. And I would set Mean Joe Green up with uh, with film. Because back then, you had to like put tapes in the cassettes, or maybe it was DVDs, but they had their own little film room. I'll never forget shaking Mean Joe Green's hand. I was like, this guy's a scout. And, you know, I mean, he was before my time, but, you know, it'd be like meeting you know, Mickey Mantle or something. It's like just the the name, uh, the commercial with the Coke bottle. And uh, so you can be a Hall of Fame defensive tackle on one of the greatest teams ever, or you can just go to Cal Poly and study business and get involved in football. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of paths. Uh, there are a lot of paths, that's for sure. I'll never forget me and Joe Green's hands. They were so big. I remember going to shake it and my hand just disappeared. <clears throat> And then me and Joe forgot his phone. Remember he lost his phone and like circled back the next day and was freaking out. I think we ended up finding his phone. But uh, it's my mean Joe Green story. Okay, well, that should do it. We will uh, put out a golf podcast on Wednesday. Waste management. God, I love that tournament. We will put out a Super Bowl podcast on Friday. We will have... I'm talking to Stucky tomorrow. And we're going to go over a bunch of, you know, obviously gambling on the game, props, MVP stuff. That'll be for the weekend. Get your gamble on. I mean, I'm leaning right now to put a lot of money on the Rams minus four. To me, I think that's the bet, which is crazy because I'm betting against Joe Burrow, who might turn out to be like Joe Montana or Tom Brady. So, you know, I bet a lot of people are like, oh, the Rams are going to blow out the Patriots. Then all of a sudden, Vinatieri's kicking the game-winning field goal and John Madden saying Tom Brady just gave him goosebumps. So if if Chris Collinsworth is, is saying at the end of the game, Joe Burrow just gave him goosebumps, I won't be happy. So I, I I'm I'm fully acknowledging Joe Burrow makes me nervous. Joe Burrow makes me very nervous. It is impossible to not be an enormous Joe Burrow fan. He is everything that's great about the NFL. Humility, cool, swag, but it feels like you could have a beer with him. Feels like you could spend a weekend golfing and drinking beers with him. Feels like you could go on a double date with him. Feels like you would love him to be your starting quarterback. <laughs> Feels like 
he's just a, he's a smooth cat, and he's he's really really easy to work, uh, root for. And I think that the differentiates him from Herbert, elite skills, Josh Allen, elite skills, Mahomes, basically Brett Favre, Lamar Jackson is basically a much more polished Michael Vick. This guy who's not that big, who's not that fast, who doesn't have that big of an arm. Be like if Tony Romo was mixed with like, you know, Peyton Manning or something. It's it's wild. It's he's just a unique player. Fun to watch. I don't know if his team is that good, but maybe he just, you know, is Michael Jordan of football. I don't know. He wins this Super Bowl. I, I think we'd all admit it's that's one of the most remarkable accomplishments we've ever seen. Joe Burrow, year two, takes the Bengals. Beats the Chiefs and the Rams basically in a home game to win the Super Bowl. Because you can say beating the Raiders, not that crazy. They'd already beat them. Beat the Titans who, you know, like John Robinson a lot. His team was good. Number one overall seed good. I don't know. But to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead and then beat the Rams basically on the road. On the road. I mean, they're home. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. I'm going to bet against it. I do not feel great about it. But I don't feel great about his team. That's where I go. But hell, I mean, I love the Chiefs. I lost $3,000 two weeks ago. So maybe I'm not that great of a gambler. Even though I'm not, I'm not terrible. I've had some wins. Okay, talk soon. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.